Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share Home Threads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to HomeThreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Dinner and I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. HomeThreads, love where you live. That's HomeThreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, Build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. Is anyone else struggling with what to wear these days? I've been pretty frustrated with getting dressed over the last few months as I've navigated body changes, and some days I quite literally have no idea what to wear. Enter Armoire. Armoire allows you to rent high quality designer clothing for every occasion. When I signed up, I took a style quiz, and based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my life. I've been renting clothes from Armoire for a while now, and the more I rent, the more on point the suggestions get. Plus, you send what you wear back, which is a great way to try new styles without waste. Armoire also has such a fantastic range of options. Whether you're planning an outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or maybe a family event, or just need some updated options for everyday life, you'll be the best-dressed person in the room without ever having to find time for an exhausting shopping day. Right now, Didn't I Just Feed You listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash D-I-J-F-Y. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-I-J-F-Y to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. What are the things in the seasons of cooking fatigue that would bring you the most joy? Is it a big bowl of cereal? Is it ice cream for dinner? Is it having warm cookie delivery and like having that for dinner? I don't know. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You? A podcast about feeding kids. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. This week, we're going to get really candid about what to do when you don't feel like cooking. Because cooking fatigue is very real. We're feeling it. We're food professionals. It's no different for us. We're done. We're done. We're done. We want spring. We want to go outside. (laughs) We don't want to cook. We're done. Uh, Hey, before we dive into that fun conversation. You don't like me starting with a rant and getting ready to jump in. No, go I love oh. a good rant. But I do want to shout out our community first. As a reminder, we offer a free community space where everyone shares meal plans, tried and true recipes, tips, wins, asks how to use up a pound of ground beef and gets a ton of answers. Yes. It's just the best place. Yes. And you guys, if you are able to contribute to Didn't I Just Feed You and support us getting six free episodes out every single month. You can join our supporting membership, which comes with a tons of additional perks, including two more bonus episodes every single month. Find out more about your options and how to join us at didn't I just feed you.com backslash community. 
And lastly, if you can't join our community or become a supporting member right now, which we totally understand, you can support Didn't I Just Feed You by leaving a rating or review or even telling your friends about us. Maybe you want to send this episode to someone who needs it or as a low-key way to tell someone that you need some help with dinner. (laughs) Seriously. Seriously. Cooking fatigue is so Cooking fatigue. Can we get back to my rant now? (laughs) Yes. I want to hear what is your cooking fatigue like right now? Well... You know, it's just, I had a little burst of energy when I came back from vacation. And also when I came back, it was still freaking cold in New York, like cold, cold, like real cold, like winter cold. So it was like right back to being at home. I had had a little bit of a break. The boys had made this meal plan and had all kinds of meal ideas and things they were craving. And so that's kind of satisfying because you go into cooking dinner already knowing that they're going to be happy and that like people are going to be excited about what you're serving, which gives you a little boost. And that's not normally the case when you're just like in the rhythm of life, but you know, spring hits, the weather gets even just a little bit nicer baseball season in full swing. Isaac has basketball AAU season, which has us going all over the place on weekends and you're just tired. The weekends are really fun. I love having sports on weekends. It gives us a nice little structure and keeps us like social. And honestly, it keeps me from (laughs) being at home where when I'm at home, I'm just because I work from home. Yeah, It's work mode. I stay into work mode. Even if I'm not working on, didn't I just feed you? I'm like then cleaning or laundering and whatever. Yeah. All the men, like, house labor. And I know that you have routines that help your future self. So like if you're making yourself lunch, which should be like a little bit of just taking care of you, you're like, Oh, I could also start this part of dinner because I'm home. Yes. I might as well do it. Right. Yes. So, and that's really satisfying and it really works for me. Most of the time, of course, there's a season to everything. You fall out of habits, you fall back into them, but there's this like spring fever moments where I'm not home, I'm not doing those things, I'm not getting the groceries on time, or I fall off my meal plan grocery shop routine of like winter where your activities are a little bit more structured. Mm -hmm. But it's like baseball season, you're hanging out, it's nice out, and everyone's like, well, let's just go hang out more. Or the kids are like, let's have a play day. Yes. And like, I don't want to cook. (laughs) I don't want to do it. Like, I feel like I feel like cooking feels more like scrambling all of a sudden. Yeah. And that scramble puts a lot of like mental load on me and just, it makes the whole thing feel like more work. So are you in the same place or is it, is it taking different shape for you? Oh, I'm probably in a deeper place because (laughs) I didn't take a vacation yet or I haven't taken a vacation yet. I'm waiting for spring break and (sighs) I, oh, I want to talk about something. This is like kind of related, which is that I haven't talked about on the podcast, but like I used to love pre-pandemic. I used to love grocery shopping. I used to find it like Mm. a very restorative outing. You know, I know there's memes on the internet where it's like, oh, look, mom is getting to go grocery shopping by herself. She like, that's mom time. Yeah. Like, and it's kind of like sarcastic (laughs) because it actually sucks. But I genuinely felt like that and like being able to do like, not just my regular grocery store, grocery shop, but like go to Trader Joe's and yes. find new products or drive totally. out to a specialty store. Like be ex- I was so excited. 
something happened for me, something shifted in the pandemic where I really struggle to be motivated to grocery shop. It is like a block for me. Like on Friday night, I'm still doing my meal plan. Uh, And then Saturday, I'm like, oh, can I do, like, should I go to the grocery store now? Should I go later? So interesting. Can I do grocery pickup? Can I talk Brian into it? And I feel like I should try, some of that might be a signal that I should try to shift grocery shopping. But what happens is I tell myself that, since I haven't done grocery shopping, I don't, and I don't have like meal plans for that day. I'm avoiding grocery shopping. Yeah. Then I'm having to like do more cooking on the fly too. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what do I have that I can turn into dinner? Which can be super satisfying when you make a killer meal without having a plan. But also sometimes I'm just like, can someone else decide? And decision fatigue. It's decision fatigue. I have a thought about your supermarket thing. Okay, let's psychoanalyze me. Just right re- like, yeah, very pop psychology 101. I'm totally unequipped and unqualified to be sharing an analysis of this. But here I go. <laughs> I just feel like grocery shopping became traumatic. Yeah. There's something for, I don't know if it's for everyone. Maybe it's for parents. Maybe there's a layer of parents and like feeding kids and the stress of, the pandemic and when we were all on lockdown and like, you know, you're worried for yourself, but then you're also worried for your kids. And then like feeding them is so primal, primal way to take care of your kids. And it was scary. It was like, at first, do we have to wash our groceries? Like, I was going to say, who's we were near all, me? Like, wiping down yes. our groceries and stuff at the beginning. It got, grocery shopping got really, I remember the groceries arriving because we were doing delivery. I could still do that. And being like, everybody clear out, like mask on, leaving my shoes at the front. Like, yeah, because I just didn't know. I mean, this is very early on. And New York was hit hard early because we're a massive city. That's an international portal into the United States. Like it was really scary. And like washing everything. And wait, did I wipe down that box? Do I need to wipe down the box? Like what's happening? Like taking everything out of the boxes it was very traumatic. Then we went back into supermarkets, but it was the most public place we were really allowed to go. Right. So there was also the fear of being near people and like how many people touched this and now I'm touching it. I don't know. It just, there's something about going to the grocery store that really like pulled together a lot of these collective anxieties. Yes around the pandemic, especially early on. Yes. And wow, now that takes the joy out of it. I know. And now I have like weird, different anxiety where for a while, especially right when we first moved and it was still very much like masks and social distancing, I was like, oh, I will just totally do grocery delivery or grocery pickup, even though it's more expensive. And now I'm like, oh God, I like our grocery bill just is like creeping, creeping, creeping yeah. up. And you add delivery and like a delivery tip on top of it. And I'm like, I can't, I don't want to be consistently spending that money on that service when I could be using it to get like more shortcut convenience products that would help me with cooking fatigue. And I also just want to say that for me, the other thing that's hard about like the inflation and like not wanting to go to the grocery store and feeling decisioned out is that when I ask for help, my partner, my husband is like, cool, well, I'll just get five guys. Yeah. 
Totally. Yeah. It's not like uh, as easy for him to step in and be like, okay, well, I'll make this. Although he totally. is trying, we're, we have a little list going of things that he knows that he can step in and make. And he, and he travels a lot right now for work. So it's hard to like ask him for help too. Yeah. Like he sometimes is not around. We're definitely ordering more too. Yeah. And it really adds up. Yeah. And there's also... I'm going to just challenge you here because I know you like to think practically in brass tacks and you're like, it costs a lot and the budget. There's also some like mom guilt there that yeah. we know is absurd and we encourage other people to let go of because when we're not talking about ourselves, we can see how absurd it is. Yes. But it's so present for me. Yeah. Truly. Like if I, I'm very aware if we, pre-pandemic, we would order one meal a week and then maybe Mike and I would go out to one dinner yeah. a week or maybe with the kids it depends I feel like we're definitely it's not uncommon to have weeks where we're ordering in three dinners yeah and I obviously because I'm talking about it track it and notice and there's a part of me that feels bad about it how impactful is Isaac because I feel like pre he oh, went from like yeah tween to teen basically in the years that we've been living in the pandemic and now he has his uh, like the autonomy to do uber eats and get like taco bell he's he is spending his own money but does that like add to your mental tally and that kind of guilt i'm not saying yeah you should not feel guilty no that's i think it's a good question yeah Um, mostly he's eating out so he gets a budget for the week for food but it's been sports seasons. I guess we're about to pick up on another sports season because during sports seasons, he often there's a lag time between the end of school and the beginning of practice. And also like he needs more food than just like school lunch. And then that taking him all the way until 7 PM. Right. Yeah, No way. So even though he gets free lunch at school, he has a budget. And at first he was spending the budget he was skipping free lunch at school, going out for lunch, spending money, and then asking for more money afterwards. So we nipped that in the bud. And we're like, no, this is your, this is money for food. Do what you want. But like, if you spend it all at lunchtime, you're not going to have anything for after school. So he's been eating lunch at school a lot more, which is great. I don't, when I don't see it and we already have budgeted that Isaac gets this weekly and now it's regular, he doesn't expect more. It's not coming in in drips and drabs. I don't really think about what he eats when he's out of the house. It's more of an issue on the weekends. Okay. Because I feel like I stock the house with all these groceries and I am buying extra food and convenience food that costs more in order to accommodate him during for snack time for lunches pizza poppers egg rolls samosas all frozen and and i rattle those off because they help for the big topic that we're yes, going to be talking yes, about yes, what yes, to yes. do when you don't want to cook dinner but even though we have all that stuff he'll sometimes just pull up uber eats so that bugs me and we've talked about it but that bugs me more on principle <laughs> i'm like what makes you think that you can just pull up your app and not ask yeah. And spend money to get uh like Mountain Dew slushy and <laughs> Crunchwrap Supreme. Like you can't do that. And then also it starts something with Oliver because he's like, What? I want that. Yeah. Yeah. But like we'll order two to three dinners, like family dinners. Yeah. And also, honestly, 
half the time I'm like, this costs so much and it's, it's good, but like, I don't know. I could have made Listen, something better. Nine times out of 10, that's how I feel. Yeah. When we it's go annoying. out to eat. It's not, it's like just that I have high standards, I think. Yes, totally. In a lot of ways. And I know that like, like I could eyeball something yes. and be like, oh, that costs $4 for yes. me to make it at home. 100%. And I just paid, which deservedly like restaurants, they're yes. impacted by inflation. They have employees. I get it. But a lot of times I'm like, I wish I did not spend that money. Totally. That. Not complaining about the restaurants, but it just yes. plays into that guilt. And like that awareness is hard for me to just turn off and be like, it is what it is. We ordered because I couldn't cook tonight. It would stress Mike out to cook. Like, this is what we have to do. Yeah. Let it go. Yes. So I think we're both getting to this roundabout point of like the idea, like a lot of times when people are like, oh, if you're burnt out on cooking, just take a few nights off, get pizza, order in, do drive through. Like that is all well and good advice, but it, that advice also has a lot of privilege behind it. And yep. we're at this like apex of we're all still burnt out on, we've all been cooking at home all winter. We're all pretty burnt out. We're going into spring sports seasons, which like there, that is a cost impact on feeding your family because you are, you might need to be eating out yep. some nights. So the, the like, oh, just order in whatever advice isn't working as well with like inflation, all of that. So I hear you. I also like, again, I think it is a privilege thing. And I also just want to really highlight because I people don't think people talk about it enough that People say that to parents and then parents feel bad. Yeah. Especially if you're the family cook. Like yes. if you're the family cook, it it feels like, oh, but I'm supposed to be cooking. Yes. That's part of the job that I took on. And like it becomes a stress. You've cut one stress and you've saved yourself some time, but you're always calculating like, was this time worth the like stress and guilt I feel now? Yeah. It doesn't always feel like a not fraught suggestion the way people just are like, yeah, just order. Yeah. Like, okay, that solves one problem, but kind of creates another. Yes. So, so is there a way, are there ways, are there <laughs> like, strategies? So what are we going to do? I know. What are we going to do? People do? Wait, I want to step back for a second because you mentioned how you're stocking snacks differently. And you, you recently did on your personal Instagram a reel about yeah. how your snack cabinet has changed since your kid, kids became teens. And I also observed that in the last couple of months, I have been buying the like pre-portioned snack stuff more than I ever would have in the yeah. past, which is like a premium. But I think there's something there too for parents who are struggling with the decision fatigue of like, I don't have to now decide at snack time for my kids what they're having they have a basket in the pantry and that is what they have access to and they get to make that decision. So that is, is one thing where that's helped the teensiest bit of like giving them autonomy over other meals. Yes. Yes. Totally. So you're, you are like the experts. I'm leaning on you to be the expert snack person. Like how are snacks turning into, and you mentioned this idea or you alluded to this idea that snacks are turning into dinner. Yeah. So how's that helping? Okay. So I don't know, because you're an expert on snacks for younger kids. I mean, I remember it. It wasn't very long ago. I mean, Oliver's just, he's not even really a teen yet. He's a teen. I know. So he kind of is bridging. I just feel like 
my kids again, like Isaac and Oliver now too, with baseball season, he walks with his teammates from school to practice and they stop and they get pizza on the way or something. So there are a lot of days of the week where my kids aren't coming home after school Mm -hmm. and putting a snack bar in their bag is definitely not enough to get them through. So we're in a season where our snack drawer at home is really much more about food joy, those moments of like, yay, Cheetos. Like this is what I crave. This is what feels good right now. Something to nosh on while you're doing homework. Something for those transition moments where it's not like a full-blown snack where it's going to be a cheese stick and hummus and crackers and piece of fruit. And instead it's like, I just need a little something to get me through like a bag of snack peas. Um, Because we're also pushing dinner a little bit later because they're older and practices. So uh, that and and things that double as dessert. So like Nutella and cookies and that kind of stuff. That's what the snack drawer is about. And then that cascades into me packing the fridge and freezer differently. Okay. So that when my kids are home on the weekends or after school, their snack is more akin to getting a slice of pizza while they're out or stopping at whatever they stop. I don't even want to know. <laughs> you know, and getting that. So like pizza rolls, egg rolls, samosas, dumplings. You recently had a lot of dumplings in your freezer. So many dumplings. Um, Dumplings are a little bit harder because I have to cook for them, but they love it. And it's really easy for me to cook. It's like really fast. The other stuff I mentioned can just go in the air fryer or nasty, the microwave, but they don't care. They're happy. Mozzarella sticks. I still have a lot of the other stuff that like I used to portion out on like a pretty plate with fruit and popcorn. Now they just like eat half a tub, like hummus, <laughs> uh, cheese, like, you know, Oliver can eat three cheese sticks at a time, stuff to make grilled cheese or microwave cheese on bread. I know. I think we have to qualify because you said, oh, or they microwave the frozen snacks, yeah. which you say is nasty. It's not that you it's just like the microwave. Soggy. It's that you want, oh, yeah. you expect better quality. Yes, of, yes. I want crisp. Okay. I want yes. crisp. I love my microwave. In fact, we're going to have to do, we're doing an episode coming up on the air fryer. Yeah. And I have so much to say because, you know, I put my microwave somewhere less convenient to make room in the like hot spot in my kitchen for the air fryer. And I'm not happy with the decision so far. I will say, I'm going to share more about this, but I love microwave cooking. I do too. I'm constantly yeah. going to this inconvenient place to microwave. And I'm like, why am I doing this? I just need to switch this? it. For anyway. a while, we didn't have a microwave. I was oh. like, oh no, microwaves are bad. And now I'm like, no, in it. How, what, can I cook this in the microwave? Yes, I will be cooking it in the microwave. Totally. But Agreed. Anyways, Hard we'll agree. get there. Okay. Anyway, so speaking of microwave, I'll like microwave like a big sweet potato. Both of my kids love sweet potato over white potatoes, but like they'll like slice it up honey and cinnamon at snack time or like stuff it with stuff like black beans from a package, a lot of packaged beans, a lot of packaged curries, a lot of packaged rice, which when I make rice for dinner, when I feel like cooking, I'll make it in a pot or in the rice cooker. Always have packages of rice now, like those um, vacuum sealed packs in the pantry because the boys can just microwave it. So that becomes snack time. But everything that I've mentioned are also things that you can use to throw together a dinner when you don't feel like cooking. Yes. So it's actually been very convenient for me because I'm not buying additional things 
to help me when I don't feel like cooking. These are all things I've already budgeted for and have room for in my pantry because they've become snack time in my house. Yes. Okay. Just give us one example. You don't have to walk through like all of the frozen food, but maybe like samosas or egg rolls. How, how does serving them for snack look different versus serving them for dinner? So snack would just be, that's it. You just get it right. But for dinner, honestly, you want me to be real honest? Uh, that's what we're here okay. for. <laughs> Hello. The boys will just pair it with something else that's totally disjointed, like a massive bowl of cereal, like a mixing bowl of cereal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're at that <laughs> age where it's not just like the regular cereal bowl. So they'll eat more instead of samosa. Like if they're coming home after school and they want samosas, yeah, uh, I would you know, air fry two of them and give them a cheese stick and a piece of fruit. And then they'll go eat cookies after that. But for dinner, you'll have four of them. Instead, if I have a packaged rice and a packaged curry chickpeas, I'll put that together too. Cause that's nicer for me and Mike. Like that's how Mike and I would eat that for dinner, but the boys would just be happy eating four samosas and then having a tub of ice cream or a big bowl of cereal or yogurt with granola and kind of just rummaging to kind of like fill the spaces. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm getting more and more comfortable with that. I haven't liked that in the past because I felt responsible for being like, here's your meal with a vegetable and a protein in a, and like, A, Oliver's really good about eating his vegetables. Isaac is not even eating that crap anyway like he leaves the broccoli <laughs> he leaves it on the table and he's like i'll get back to it later i'm full now and by the time he gets back to it i'm already gone from the kitchen it's and then he just time. throws yes he throws <laughs> the broccoli away and just eats doritos yes so like what am i killing myself for you know what i mean like there is a piece of i'm tired through the pandemic like I've done what I can. And now you're also like, you're 15 and a half years old. I did my job. Yeah. You've been exposed to so much food. You have so much privilege. You have access to all these different kinds of foods and you have, there's always vegetables in the fridge. You're on your own. You know, like I can't, I can't keep doing this. <laughs> like I'm tired. I'm tired. Okay. I want to psychoanalyze you a little bit here, which is in, I, interesting. I know we're talking about the guilt that we unpack or the permission slips that we write for other people around ordering food. And it's interesting how you are becoming comfortable and you are letting go of the guilt around like hitting the vegetable yes. protein marks around meals. Totally. So how is that different than like the, the, you said this line, you said, I did my job. Like I did, I served the meal. So how does that like, Equip, how is that not the same when you just order in things? Like you did your job. You made food it available to it everyone. It totally is. There is a part of me that feels like when I make it, it's healthier. And I don't know why. I mean, I do know why because I've worked in restaurants. Yeah. And let's be honest. There's a lot more fat and salt and butter and cream in all the restaurant things. There you go. But and like, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. But like, it does feel like it's like when you go on vacation and you eat out meal after meal after meal and you're like, oh, I just want a home cooked meal. Yeah. It's a little bit of like that feeling for me. It's very fitting with my personality. I'm intense and I work really, really hard. 
And then I hit a wall and I'm like, you know what? I gave you everything I could give you. I'm done. I'm here for myself. <laughs> like I'm, I'm moving on. Like, I gave it all. I gave it all. I, I gave, gave it all. all. And I'm done. All, and now, and I'm now done. it's about me. So that's how I feel like a, less so with Oliver, definitely with Isaac, you know, and then there's some, there's some strategies from when they were little that I'm re-employing too. I am in, I was going to say that that's yeah. very much what I'm so, really into. Buying, like they love raw bell pepper. I buy, I, I stopped buying as much because I don't pack lunches anymore. I'm back to buying a ton of them, a ton of cherry tomatoes, a ton of baby carrots, because you know, if you're having four samosas for dinner and you're going to have a big bowl of fruity pebbles here in between, here's an entire bell pepper and some baby carrots. And they will, they'll just chomp on it and eat it. Maybe a little hummus, avocados also like make me feel better. It's like a weird psychological thing. I'm like, oh, if you've eaten half of an avocado, I feel better about this entire dinner. Isn't that bizarre? No, it's not. It's not because it's filling some nutrient gap for you. It maybe has a little health halo on it. I'm not saying that that's always bad because also not feeling guilty about it is good for our health. So even if it's like a weird... Like even if I'm appeasing my own little like idiosyncratic Exactly. And I think... They're, I'm like, okay, yes, I thank you. I think there are things that we all buy, and this would be like a really interesting question on Instagram or in the listeners group, that like you just feel safety and comfort if you yes. if you have them in your house because you know you can turn them into multiple things or they can fill a gap. Like definitely avocados for me, sweet potatoes for yep. me. Like I know those are things that I can easily feed myself or feed my family with. Yes. So. Yeah, I get, I totally get that. And I was all like on the thing of going back to when my kids were little, I'm thinking a lot about the meals that my kids ate as toddlers. Yes. Like having a quesadilla or like even a piece of like toast with hummus on it. And then like maybe a small smoothie with it. So I'm doing those things again in the season of being like very, very burnt out on cooking, but just in bigger portions. So like a bigger smoothie and a bigger quesadilla or two pieces of toast instead of one. And it's, you know, I don't have to cut it up all tiny for their toddler mouths anymore, but it's definitely like super, super simplifying to just feel like I've checked my boxes as far as filling them up for meals. Yes, totally. Which toast is a whole category of dinners that I feel like I rely on a lot when I don't feel like cooking. And we've done everything. Like my kids are not that into avocado toast. I'm going to be honest with you. They'd rather just have plain avocado and a piece of butter toast. But they do love like, we'll do pizza toast. So I'm literally just like broiling bread, putting pizza sauce and cheese on it and calling it dinner. And they are into that. I've been doing dessert toast, but I don't know if that's helpful for this. As a totally unrelated thing, I feel like cinnamon toast is having a moment. Yeah, I bought croissant bread. And let me tell you, that was real. That was a good move. And I also have that, you know, every supermarket has it next to the apples in the produce section, the caramel dip. Yes. And I'll like melt it in the microwave a little bit and I'll spread it on the croissant bread with bananas or apples on top or Nutella and bananas 
like I'm doing that kind of thing for dessert and the kids are loving it. And it's really great when you've had a lighter meal. Like if you, if you are exhausted and you do just make like a spinach quesadilla or plain quesadilla and baby carrots, it's like a really nice in between. Like it reminds me of like yogurt and jam, like yes. where my kids are old enough where like you cannot pass that off as dessert. Like it does not <laughs> count, but it's sort of an in-between. It has something he- healthy. But croissant bread with Nutella or caramel sauce on it, they, that passes. I love it, that. It does. It sort of passes. I will tell you that my kids actually have the nerve to say it's not really dessert. Like, because okay. it isn't quite, it's not like, I don't know, yeah. ice cream or but it's a, it's a, like a nice in between. It like fills you up. There's a little banana or apple on it. <laughs> like it's a transition from a small meal to that. And then they'll eat a bowl of ice cream or something afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It also makes me think a little bit about like spring sports season. And yes, one of the about that. pieces of advice that I've been leaning on recently is like to do two smaller meals. Like instead of trying to do like a full, I'm cooking for 30, 40 minutes dinner before baseball or after baseball yeah it's like a hearty snack or a small meal before and a small meal after and so toast is one like whether it's fancy desserty toast or it's like cinnamon sugar toast has been filling a lot of gaps for us like toast and some strawberries and raspberries yeah or like toast and uh yogurt which in our house is not yogurt and jam but it has to be like the Chobani flips with like yeah, yeah, yeah. And cream and caramel crunchies and all that stuff to go into it. But I'm down for it. And smooth, I've been making a lot of smoothies for meals or trying to p- partner yeah. those with other things as meals, which sometimes it, it's not cooking. It's not turning on the stove, but also sometimes smoothies take longer to make than I expect them to. I, I hear you on that. We make a lot of smoothies in the morning because that's Isaac's favorite breakfast. So then I don't really think to make it as much at dinner, but I think it's a good move actually. Yeah. And I think it's a way that like, if you make it taste good, you can just, if you carry that guilt and we're talking about it, like we don't think you should, but we also want to acknowledge that sometimes scratching that itch is actually more helpful than trying to like fight it in every moment <laughs> and like improve yourself and be free of your, of the things that bring you guilt. It's a great way of just like some frozen cauliflower never tastes like anything. You can put a handful of frozen cauliflower in almost any smoothie. I swear you can. I it's think the it makes best it trick. creamier. I agree with you. Yes. Spinach, if you don't overdo it, can go in almost anything. Blueberries, you know, a little handful. You just need to not overdo it so that it takes over the flavor. Right. A spinach smoothie. It's like a berry smoothie with right. a little spinach in it. Right. Yeah. And again, like caveat, if you have a kid who's very sensitive to the color of your smoothies, then you might not. But it's just easier to throw in a, a bunch of nutrient dense stuff and say, like, okay, at least there's this and now whatever can go. Like that yeah. just helps me. I want to talk about sports. And then I want us to just really make sure that this episode is super like helpful with a takeaway and just kind of quickly lightning round, run down a list that people can keep in their back pocket of these are ideas when you really cannot think Mm -hmm. because the reason why I want to end with that, even if we end up being repetitive is because when you're in the place that you and I are describing, even having to make sense of an 45 minute long conversation (laughs) 
no, really, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like really. do the analysis yourself and remember ideas that were mentioned here, there and everywhere. It feels like too much. Yeah. Like that's where I am. So I want to be sensitive to that. Okay. I want to save all of talking about spring sports for an episode that oh, we're doing okay. in our listeners community. Yes. Because that is upcoming. I have a lot of advice that I've taken from other parents and that I'm trying out. And hopefully by the time we record that, I will have like tried a couple things and tell you what's good or bad. The okay. snack, the pre and post snack is the only thing that I've really tried. So I don't want to say anything okay. else. I think we have to talk about microwave cooking and the convenience things that we buy to turn into right. meals before we get out of here. So I just want to say I've been buying a lot of microwave mac and cheese recently. Nice. Because Ella will like, she will make that for herself. Great. Can I ask you a question? Do you ever like, oh, well, when she makes it for herself, no. Yeah, no. But, but have you ever like had the nerve to like add green peas or something to it? Absolutely not. Me either. And when sometimes I see that, I'm like, yeah, that is, that's ballsy. Yeah. Who does that? <laughs> if your kid will eat it, then great. If my kids would eat it, I would. And probably when they were little. But like, Oh my gosh. Full disclosure, that is something I've definitely written about, like for kitchen Ooh, way back have. in the day. Like not in a pithy way, but I've definitely given the advice of like, oh, make boxed mac and cheese and add broccoli to it or like add a spoonful <laughs> of hummus. Yes. And it's so interesting now. I think this could be a whole episode too of like the advice that we gave when yeah. our kids were younger yes. and whether it still holds true. I definitely am like, oh yeah, no. Like my kids would lose their shit if I gave yes. them a cup of mac and cheese and there were peas in it at this oh my point God. in their life. If the peas are on the side or it's like ed frozen yes. edamame pods, they're down. Like frozen that have been microwaved also. They're so down for that, but try to put it in it. It's not happening. I hear you. Okay. So macaroni and cheese. Macaroni and cheese. I wouldn't say that there are that many whole meals that I'm microwaving, but you know that I love the any day cookware. Yes. And I use those a lot to like short, take shortcut ingredients like frozen broccoli and make dinner take less time and feel yes. less laborious. Like totally. I don't have to really think about a side because I can throw already chopped broccoli in an, in the microwave vessel, put it in the microwave and cook the rest of dinner. And like that's hands off. Love and it. then I also have that container to put leftovers in because they're like microwave fridge friendly. That's uh, awesome. So that feel, at least even if I'm still cooking all the components of dinner, somehow that feels like I've done less work and I really enjoy that. So I'll use it for, I'll use it for cooking rice. I mentioned broccoli a couple of times, edamame. I've done sweet potatoes in it. I've warmed up beans to make black bean burritos in it. So I really love the microwave for either jumpstarting dinner with some, by cooking a basic for me or for filling out some things like that are super easy, like quesadillas or frozen totally dumplings by having a vegetable component. Same. Love that. Okay. Convenience foods that you buy. You mentioned the like um, seasoned beans, the yes. pouch rices. All about it. Yes. Uh, also sauces. There are a couple of, my kids love curry. My kids love Indian food. Yeah. And I feel like with a curry sauce and a can of chickpeas, I'm always. You're good to go. I'm good to go. Literally the other day, 
I could see what was happening. It was a weekend and Isaac was just like snacking his way through the day and his mood was changing. And I took a jar of chickpeas, drained them, a jar of curry sauce, warmed it in the microwave, added a little lemon juice. And I happened to have cilantro and he ate like a huge bowl of it and it awesome. changed everything. It took 10 minutes. If you keep like flatbread in your freezer too. Yeah. That's great. Like that's a meal that I love. I don't know if everybody likes just chickpeas as a meal, but my family will totally eat that. And they are meat eaters too. It's not an easy sell. And then if you have more energy, slightly more energy, you could be microwaving a sweet potato, like you said, or cauliflower in the microwave. And then you just throw that in at the very end. It doesn't need to cook in the pot, just like it's yeah. already warmed and cooked. And you have a beautiful vegetarian curry. So I will say that curries are big for us, whether yeah. it's totally prepackaged or I'm putting together beans, veggies, and sauce. My family's not super into curry, but I want to throw this idea out there that if you don't want to do the microwave vegetable, also doing like curry, chickpeas, and a can like canned diced tomatoes, like that totally can count as your vegetable. Yes, totally. Yes. Totally. Uh, a lot of scrambled eggs. Yeah. Omelets. And then when you want to change it up, it can be plain, but you can just wrap it in a tortilla with cheese that you just melt on top and make like breakfast burritos, especially if you have seasoned beans. Although you don't even need seasoned beans, like regular black beans works with that too. Always tortillas, always shredded cheese or a block of cheese, but shredding it takes energy or you have to clean the food processor. Mm -hmm. So to be honest, I usually have both on hand. I do too. I all, pretty much always have like a shredded pizza blend or Italian blend and the shredded yep. Mexican blend, like totally. the number of things that you can make with those two things alone is huge. Yep. French bread pizzas, quesadillas, you know, quick black bean burritos, and then cheese that is like pre-sliced. I often yeah. buy or pre-portioned because Me that too. also helps my kids feed themselves. Or we can do like a quick sort of like plowman's dinner yep. of like totally. bread, cheese, salami or sausage and a piece of fruit. Yep. So there you go. Salami and sausage is another one. And I want to talk about bread for a minute. And I yes. know this is tougher for families that need to keep a gluten-free diet. Okay. But we recently got the opportunity to try wild grain. Okay. Right. And it's, yes. a, it's a service that basically sends you par-baked frozen breads of all different kinds and you can choose and you can get a subscription. And I think that there are a lot of services like this. Also our grocery stores now more and more have par breaked frozen breads that I can just add to my cart and have delivered. Having that kind of bread in your freezer, I just feel like if you have bread and cheese and a protein, it can be beans. It can be like a sausage that doesn't go bad. It can be deli meat. Like it doesn't always have to be something that you have to cook in a pan. You have a dinner. It's cheese plate. It's snack plate. It's beans on toast with melted, you know, cheese on top. It's pizza toast. It can yeah. be so many different things. So those are three elements. And I don't feel like people talk about the bread piece enough. Yeah. So good bread in your freezer, English muffins, tortillas, sliced bread. You mentioned bread. flatbreads too, yes. which are great for like quickie pizzas or to turn yep. something into a wrap. You know, I mentioned recently being really into egg roll in a bowl. And part of it is that I've started just making sure every week when I'm buying produce, I grab a 
slaw blend or a broccoli slaw like pre-shredded yep. because that cooks really quick. Like one, we can eat it raw. We can turn something into a slaw and it can be like leftover chicken or quickly cooked ground meat in a pita or in a piece of flatbread as a meal. But also it can be cooked and turned into like a quick stir fry or take leftover rice and really quickly turn yep. that into fried rice for dinner. So I love like the idea that you should always have some sort of flatbread and, a, and also a sliced bread. Also yeah. shout out to French bread pizza because yes. you have those leftovers. You have a loaf of bread. You could easily, easily make French bread pizza as a dinner when you don't feel yes. like the food. Totally. You didn't mention bag salads, so I'm going to. Shocker <laughs> for shockers. I was, I, was, I was taking us into the produce section. Okay, okay, okay. My slob, but go ahead. Bag salads because uh, you're always on this tip and I love that. I go in and out of it. I'm so back on. Yeah. Because frozen chicken, leftovers, beans. And another thing is I do tend to like the dressing, but I used to pick bagged salads based on like how it was marketed to me, like dill pickle bag salad or avocado ranch. And I'm like, "Mm, that sounds good. And if it doesn't sound good to me in the moment, sometimes I won't buy it. And like, if there's not another bag salad option, or even if there is, if it isn't a whole salad kit, I'm like, oh, that feels like more work than like yeah. salad kit has like the crunchies the and the tortilla, all the things. And what I've realized is just buy the bag salad, whatever bag salad like has the elements, even if the dressing isn't there or the dressing isn't your favorite, because lately I've been making a batch of a more delicious dressing that makes me excited to eat salad, even if I don't feel like eating the kind of salad that was marketed to me on the bag salad outside. So we've always talked about making a batch of vinaigrette at the beginning of the week and having it on hand, right, for a million different uses, whether it's a marinade or a dressing. But I kind of got sick of vinaigrette, and then I was not eating salads as much. And I recently whipped up a delicious dressing. I don't even know. I made it up, but I used like a can of jarred artichokes. Maybe I'll, I'll develop the recipe for us. Okay. And it was so good and everybody loved it. And it just felt like it got everybody excited about salads again. And I realized like, oh, salad can be dinner. Even if I don't have frozen chicken or leftovers, chickpeas, a jar of roasted peppers, pepperoncini, the greens and something like crunchy on top, like sesame yeah. seeds or whatever. Some of that cheese and some of your cheese. Yes. Yes. And then a good dressing that everybody's excited about. There you go. Like that's dinner with some bread on the side. There's the bread again. There's the bread. Also, because I've recently had that experience too of like buying a salad kit and then being like, oh, yeah. I don't really feel like using that dressing. Yeah. But when you have a dressing to use up, whether it's homemade or it's like leftover from the kit, it's also really easy to take things that feel super basic, like a tortilla, uh, some leftover roast chicken or even frozen chicken, like pre-cooked frozen chicken, that bag slaw and like make it feel super special because you have this one-off yes. dressing to dress yes. everything in. Totally. Yeah. So if you don't use the one that comes in the bag, save it for sure. Yeah. You can mix it with mayo and make a fancy sandwich spread. I mean, there's lots that you can do with it. Just keep it on hand. 
But like, I realized I was fixed and that was actually taking me off of salad. So now I'm yeah. back. I'm back. Yes. yes. Which salads count as like not cooking, but also feeding your family. Like even just doing, cho- it doesn't have to be like lettuce salad. So. It can be like any kind of chopped salad. It can be a tuna salad. Yes. Um, shout out to tuna melts, which I don't love, but that is something my husband will make. And so I will eat it. Yeah. <laughs> Sandwiches in general, yes. I think, are a great thing to do when you don't feel like cooking. Um, and then, can we shout out? Because you talked, oh, like you talked about, oh, I will make a salad dressing. I do think that if you have any sort of like cooking motivation, trying to cook as much as you can when you feel motivated yes. is huge. It has saved me so many weeks recently where Brian's traveling and we have Little League, and I'm like, okay. I'm, I know it's just me and the kids, but I'm going to cook two pot, two boxes of pasta right now. And then that way I like, we'll have hot pasta tonight and then we'll have pasta. I later in the week, I'm not starting from scratch. I can make pasta salad or I'm, I'm already in the kitchen. You know what? I'm just going to boil some eggs while I'm actually making dinner tonight. And then I have eggs to turn into egg salad or to make snack platters. Cook um, once, eat twice in this season and, and follow your rhythm. Instead of thinking about that as something where you're like, oh, I have to go in the kitchen right now and batch cook, which feels like a chore. Just go with your own rhythm. When yeah. you find yourself in the kitchen, just take an extra five minutes to stop and take a breath and think about what can I maximize with this like input that I'm going to like, that I'm going to put out into the world right now. Like if yeah. I'm going to cook. Let me just maximize this and give myself a break down the line. Yeah. I think that in general, we don't talk enough about this, which is really interesting, especially for like being also a female led company. Like I, depending on where I am in my cycle, I might like honestly feel like cooking like that might feel great to me, or I might really not want to cook and really listening to like my own rhythms and be like, okay, this week I am into cooking. So I'm going to, ma- I am going to make chicken broth one night. I am going to boil eggs one night. And being able to freeze some stuff has been like a huge, huge game changer. Totally. And it doesn't have to be a big thing. In a recent What We're Cooking and Eating Now, I talked about how I made arepas. And instead of grating just the amount of cheese that I needed, I grated the whole ball of cheese And then I had something that was ready to go for another really easy meal. And actually what I didn't mention, it was for a quinoa salad, is that I had the cheese already done. I used frozen corn and I used quinoa from a pouch that I had gotten for Isaac that he wasn't eating because why did I think he would make himself quinoa (laughs) ever? (laughs) But I just, yeah, Yeah. I I assembled it and it was a really easy dinner. And all I really had to do was cook the chicken that I made with it. But that felt like a really big, delicious meal. It didn't feel like a half meal. And it took very minimal effort because of that forethought, which wasn't in my meal plan. It wasn't noted. It was just like, oh, wait a minute. Here I am grating this cheese. Like, I don't want to have to put this half a ball of cheese away and then take out the grater again and the whole thing. Let me just do the whole thing. So like just giving yourself a breath to think about what you can do. Yeah. Before we leave, I want to make sure we touch on a couple ideas that yes. are truly like not cooking and talk yeah, about this right. idea, like different ways to ask for help. I feel like a lot of times when people are like, oh, you know, if you have cooking fatigue, just ask for help. And we've talked about this many times. I mentioned it at the beginning of the episode, like I'm good at asking my husband for help, but also sometimes the help is not 
what I actually need in the moment. So getting like very specific, like, Hey, I can't do dinner tonight. Can you go to the store and get X, Y, Z and make this sheet pan meal? Here's a recipe is very helpful. You know, that friend that you text and you're like, Oh, I'm so over cooking this week. And they're like, Oh, I'm so over cooking too. What about like you trade batch recipes? Like you, when you're making, when you have that cooking motivation and you think, oh, I'm going to make a lasagna for the freezer. What if you also make one for them and vice versa? I love that. Yes. Uh, We talked about left nextovers. Do you have any other like things that are helpful asking for help and really getting the help that you need? Hmm. No, that probably says more about me than (laughs) anything else. I really don't. Um. I have always really liked the idea of trading with friends and I've never followed through and actually done it. Yeah. I, yeah. And okay. I, I was just thinking, I don't know if it's a logistical thing because in New York, if it's not like your neighbor, literally like yeah. two doors down or across the street, it can feel a little bit like a uh, to do. And also when you have older kids, you're not like going to school, like pick up or anything. Yeah. I'm not running into people. But I was just thinking that logistically, I wonder if I can make it easier by coordinating with people on Oliver's baseball team. Yeah. Right. Because then, you know, like I'm going to see these people and that could be really helpful. So maybe this is a good challenge for me. I'm going to try that. Yeah. I was going to say something in a totally different direction and not answer your question and just say, also, we didn't mention rotisserie chicken from the, from the supermarket, Yeah, which might be number one thing on my list, like where there's really (laughs) no cooking. It's delicious. Everyone likes it. You can do a thousand things with it. Chicken lady. Chicken lady. That's how chicken lady asks for help. She gets chicken from the chicken guy at the supermarket. Okay. But that's also a great point that there are a lot of things at the grocery store besides the like convenience things where we're like, oh, buy slaw and then turn it into this. Like my grocery store sells in-house made meal kits. They're way less expensive than buying meal kits delivered to your house. And you can buy them as a one-off thing and try them. Also, sometimes that's like, those are the recipes I will look at when I'm like, oh, I'm tired of cooking because they all promise to be like under 20 minutes and uh, there are very few ingredients. So that's a great way to cut down on some of your like meal planning, decision fatigue, and then cooking time. And that brings me to our community also, because I want to say that sometimes not feeling like cooking isn't about the act of cooking. It's about the decision making. Yes. It's about making a meal plan, or if you haven't made a meal plan, figuring out what to cook. So I will say that having a place that you can go, that you trust the recipes, whether it's going to our community and seeing every week, we ask people what there is on their meal plan for the following week. There are so many ideas there on a regular weekly basis or pulling out your supermarket. I mean, even on those online groceries now, like even on Amazon, yes, yes. don't think about it and hesitate and try, just grab the ideas, steal the ideas. Like don't, if you don't have to put thought into it, it feels like a lighter lift sometimes. Yes. Also cereal. Oh my gosh. Shout out cereal. Uh, Also cereal. Don't like, I know, I don't know. Maybe it's funny. I talked about all this mom guilt, but cereal makes me less guilty because the food joy quotient for me is so high that I'm like, I feel guilty for one second. And then I take a bite and I'm like, I'm happy. (laughs) I'm so happy to be eating cereal right now. 
My neighbor, my neighbor was sharing with me that like at least once a summer, her mom who like her mom was like the home cook. She cooked every night, like very serious mom was like, we're having ice cream for dinner. Yes. Like what are the things in the seasons of cooking fatigue that would bring you the most joy? Yes. Is it a big bowl of cereal? Is it ice cream for dinner? Is it, I don't know, ordering like cookie, having warm cookie delivery and like having that for dinner. I don't know. I'd love to hear ideas too. I would too. And I think this is a great place to end because I do think that the thing that will like regenerate us most there's rest but that takes you know there's so many different ways that we all figure out how we can get rest and it depends on our partners and our situations and our budgets and everything so you have to figure that out for yourself we have some ideas that we hope are applicable but really finding joy in food again and then seeing how much that makes your kids happy and laughing and like that's the thing they're going to remember that once a year you had ice cream for dinner one night like what a fantastic memory make it once a season once a month who cares that's so like that brings so much joy that when you find your joy in food again it is easier to cook it just cannot feel like a slog all the time when it feels like a slog that's a red flag for you to like take a break get some help and then also find your joy i love Fruity it Pebbles. listen i could just be like stay sane and well fed until next week right yeah here. right but we do have to shout out our wonderful community because they will we have do. so many more ideas our didn't i just feed you community can be found at didn't i just feed you.com backslash community and if you are able to join us as a supporting member and you want bonus episodes like the little league spring eating yeah and other goodies that information is all there as well hey and you guys we also shared tips like this on our instagram actually this episode idea came from an instagram post carousel right that was the inspiration so you can follow us there we're at didn't i just feed you you can also sign up for our newsletter we send out tons of tips and tricks and little products we love that are almost always not sponsored when they are we say so but like that's a great place where we're sharing like things that we're buying for our kitchen that are really helpful Yes. And don't forget to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you're listening right now. If you're already a subscriber, leave us a rating or review. Those bring us a certain kind of food they joy. Sure do. They do. <laughs> a huge thank you to our editor, Sam Gaffick. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Stay sane and well fed. Until next week. Be sure to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you're listening. And don't forget to rate and review. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. 
You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.